Mic check. One, two, one, two. Yo, what's up, man? Is this thing on? <laughs> We're the Queued Up Podcast on Podcast, your weekly source for podcast news, tips, and tricks. From production to promotion and everything in between. I'm John Luckenball. And I'm Matthew Stevens. Two podcast experts ready to help you every Wednesday. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Queued Up Podcast on Podcasting. As always, I am one of your hosts, Matthew Stevens. And again, as always, I am joined by John Luckenball. John, how are you doing? Matt, I'm great, man. I love it. You're back. Awesome. I know. It's nice to hear our voices again. Yeah. I love having conversations with you, man. Same here. And we have a great episode, too. We have a discussion about your podcast emergency plan what you should do if you cannot release an episode right this minute, Vox Media buying out Hot Pod, and then we're going to be talking about podcast discovery with AI. Uh, Marble, M-A-R-B-Y-L, is touting itself as kind of the next big thing in podcast discovery using artificial intelligence to kind of segment your podcast, segment every podcast, into topics in order to promote little snippets rather than full episodes uh, to users in an effort to, uh, I guess, attract more people, at least to listen to a little part of your podcast, the spot that might be more relevant to their interests. This is a, an interesting concept, Matt. What they present is an entirely new way to discover and experience podcast. And they say that one in three non-listeners are confused or overwhelmed by podcasting. I can understand that because we know that there's over 2 million podcasts. And with those 2 million podcasts, there's like 100 million episodes. And each one of those are averaging over 45 minutes each, right? I can understand it. It could be very overwhelming to have all that content to sift through. So what this marble does then would be kind of what I'm getting from their website here is it goes through and transcribes your your episode. And through that transcription of the episode, their AI engine would go and find clips that it would then clip out itself (laughs) and become shareable, whether that's through the social channels or whether that's through Marble's own app itself. But it seems like it has some potential good things for discoverability. But at the same time, I know we have a lot of questions about this, too. And <laughs> is it going to actually work? Well, you know, you and I talked a little bit about this before we started recording. And, and, you know, as an agency, these are things that we're interested in. You know, how can we make podcast discovery easier? How can we attract more listeners to our clients' podcast to our podcast? Uh, these are all things that, you know, we're thinking about. And certainly I, I know as independent podcasters, you guys are thinking about this stuff. But that being said is, I think every new app, every new service that comes out touts itself as the next big thing. Uh, Certainly podcast discovery being arguably the most hot button topic in podcasting when it comes to, to, again, independent podcasters. How do we get found? How do I attract more listeners? Everything says it's going to go ahead and change the game. There's a reason why they're still trying to change the game. It's because it's easier said than done. And I like what Marvel's doing. I, I think. We've talked about this in the past. This is really what Google's doing, to be honest yeah. with you. They're taking every podcast. They're taking all that audio content. They're transcribing it. Granted, they're keeping that for themselves. 
but then they're they're highlighting certain words. So when you when you look for podcast promotion, this episode might potentially pop up. Google might go, hey, they're talking about podcast promotion in this episode. This might be something that you're interested in. Uh, of course, that reaches significantly more people than what Marvel is really ever going to reach. No offense to Marvel, but if you're as big as Google in 10 years, we all have different things that we have to deal with. So, Matt, the transcription here, I'm wondering if it's automatic transcription or how accurate this transcription would be. Because I know like, we use different services for when we have to transcribe our clients' work. Like a rev, I'd say is like 99% accurate. I very rarely have errors when they, but they're a little bit more expensive than something that is automatic transcribing, like Temi or Descript or like headliners built in transcription. I know there's a lot of times that we have to go through, actually listen to it again and do some corrections. So it's a lot more time consuming for the automatic transcription. So, I'm wondering how much extra time this is going to be put into a podcaster's life, because if they're automatically transcribing these segments to put out, you're still going to have to go through and say, oh, well, they misspelled the word too. It should be T-O-O rather than T-O. Or Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it certainly is going to be based on their site and based on, on their kind of fundable uh, uh, campaign they had. It does seem that they're going to be doing automatic transcription of every podcast, just in an effort to, they, they want to build up that database of those main topics uh, in order to be able to send that out. That's the service they're selling. The issue here, John, as you pointed out, is it's all going to be dependent on how good they are at transcribing. And, and as you mentioned, there are good ones, there are bad ones. If they have an AI built up in order to do this and it's solid, then it's going to be a lot easier for, for podcasters to incorporate in. If it's not, and you have to go back through your episode, you have to tweak some things, you have to upload your own transcription uh, in order to make sure that it's, it's being done right. All those things add to the just million things you need to do as a podcaster in order to, to, to get anything done, in order to even put out a podcast in the first place, much less be discovered. That's one of my issues with it as well is, the more time I have to spend on yet another app is less time that I can spend overall. And, and, and for most people, this is not their full-time job. Even for agencies, you know, it's difficult for us to invest man hours into literally every app that's out there because, well, most of them aren't going to do much for you, to be honest with you, as they try to, to gain new subscribers, as they try to, to grow their own app versus your podcast. So you have to pick and choose what you do and what makes the most sense for you. Marble, I like what they're doing, but again, just if it's if it's difficult to do, it you're not going to have that adoption you need to have success as an app and then they won't be around for very long. If they do it well and it's easy to incorporate in and you don't have to worry about it, then I could see this being a a pretty solid thing that maybe they start specking out and 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 licensing out or or doing something like that to other apps out there uh, in order to make it a little bit easier. So to kind of get into their process a little bit here, Matt, I mean, I'm a little confused by it. I'm having a different thought process right now on, on how they go about doing this. So off a of transcription, it transforms them into shareable units. I'm wondering if that is before a search is made or they have all these transcriptions of 2 million episodes stored 
And then if someone searches for podcast marketing, it does a quick search through 2 million podcasts. And they say, these are all the segments that include whether that's one or two sentences. These are the, these are your short shareable units. They don't go beforehand and segment everything up. It's only after someone searches for a keyword. We haven't seen the app in action yet. So all of this is, is with an, uh, a bit of a, a grain of salt here, but. It seems like what the AI is doing, and this is the main thing, is is yeah, it's it's segmenting that up. So not only is it transcribing it, but it's looking for for main keywords that it's going to need in order to create little little bookmarks, basically. Yeah. Um. So it's going to have your your opening statements. It's going to have your ending statements in order to create that. Again, how well it does with that is is going to be dependent on how how good this app ultimately is. But if it does everything that it says what it's going to do perfectly. Yeah, it's it's basically going to this segment. Us talking about marble is going to be its own separate segment, and then as we transition into something else, that's going to be its own separate segment. So it's kind of doing the the chapter homework for us, the show notes, like what we do to the, the time code in that regard. It's doing that for us. That's what it seems like. And then again, then you can take those bits and either push them out via social, or more importantly, through the app. It's basically a control F uh, that the app just then goes through all the information and goes, okay, cool. You want to know about podcast promotion? Here's all the episodes that mention podcast promotion. And then much like what Google does, then goes, these ones are, here's, here's what we're going to show you first, whether, whatever algorithm they have there, whether that be the number of listens, the number of shares, the, the number of times it mentions podcast promotion as like an SEO style thing. I'm not entirely sure. Obviously, Marble isn't going to release all that information because that that's the thing that makes them them. So they're not going to give us that algorithm openly. But that, that seems to be the case on, on what they're going to be doing there. So Marble went through funding and on their website, which is Marble, M-A-R-B-Y-L, voices.com, you can sign up for, or you can submit for an invitation to try their, I guess it's their beta phase. With your knowledge on on kind of like phases of apps, Matt, like where are they in, in the process of getting this up and running? And and <laughs> you know it, that's so tough because they they mentioned fall of twenty twenty one, and whenever I start hearing nebulous terms like that, it's it's both good and bad. It means that they are leaving it kind of open-ended to make sure that things are done properly. They don't want to launch with a, a, a broken app, which makes sense because that's the quickest way to kill your adoption to, to kill your app ultimately. But with that uh, fall of 2021 turns into winter of 2021 real fast <laughs> in development, as any developer out there will know, it, it's super easy to, to start kind of moving out of that as scope creep comes in. As you start doing that, or more importantly, as we've seen with good pods or maybe a, a whole bunch of these other apps out there, you launch with like the minimum viable product and it's the user experience isn't great. All the features aren't necessarily in there, but it does like the core thing it's supposed to do. And then over the next six months, year, the rest of that functionality gets built in, which again, ultimately hurts your initial adoption. It's tough to get people in there if you're still launching basic features. It's tough. By the sounds of it, it sounds like they are at the kind of end phase 
where they're getting ready to launch here soon. They're probably doing their final testing, probably implementing little things there, uh, squashing bugs. They're trying to build out the user experience and the other functionality in order to get a full launch. But my guess is they've got a, a deadline in-house that they want to launch, and they're going to launch with the most recently tested good version. Um, and they're using beta testers now to kind of get some of that feedback in, test their servers, that type of stuff, make sure all the connections are in there. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, we certainly applied to it. Uh, you should as well. Again, at least check it out, see how to, to incorporate it into your podcasting process. And that will tell us a lot on where exactly they are, is once we get a look at that app and uh, how user-friendly it is, how how accurate it is. That will tell us a lot about how Marble is actually doing right now and if this is going to be a uh, a thing that you should use. Speaking about things you should use, Vox Media bought out Hot Pod. And for those people that are out there that do not know what Hot Pod is, it was a kind of like a, a, a news and interview site newsletter thing. Like it, it incorporated a bunch of different stuff. It's kind of one of the mainstays in podcasting, podcast Twitter especially, uh, for those people that are out there on Twitter. Terms were not exactly released, but Vox Media brought in uh, the industry newsletter uh, launched by Nick Qua. It's going to become a part of the Verge vertical. And for those people that don't know what the Verge is, that's kind of, uh, that, that's Vox Media's like tech slash pop culture site. It's like a, it's, it's an odd thing in that regard. But in addition to bringing that in, they're also going ahead and having Qua come in as uh, a full-time critic. Uh, it looks like he's going to be on Vulture as well, which is, is definitely more of their pop culture-centric uh, site. Uh, they do things like your, your television and movie reviews, that style of thing, which, John, I mean, is, is good. We, we now people are getting paid full-time by a major organization to become a podcast critic, which is probably something no one saw happening five years ago. That's funny, Matt. Have you ever seen the cartoon, The Critic? Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing right now. I think this also highlights the importance of a newsletter and growing your community and growing your, your channel, right? I This is something we covered in one of our past episodes, why every podcast should have a newsletter. That's the reason why Vox Media is, is getting to Hot Pods, right? Because now they have the ability to have, I think you said before we started recording, you're thinking at least 50,000 subscribers probably that they're getting tapped into. It, it is interesting that, um, you know, Vox is bringing in Hot Pods, but more specifically the monetization method that was with it. It, it was yes. the Hot Pod Insider thing. So it will be interesting to see maybe how that, changes a little bit if it changes obviously they're bringing it in from a subscription model and continuing that throughout so again w will the pricing change on that front i mean it seems like their main goal was to bring in that audience that he already had and also using that medium uh as a way to further expand what they already have under vox media right i mean vox is pumping out podcasts left right and center too so it's absolutely an advertising channel for them. It makes sense. It's a way for them to you know, put out press releases. It's a way for them to promote their own shows. Again, that's where it'll be interesting on, on does it maybe 
push away from the industry side of things and go more into the overall news of like, you know, Amazon just bought Smartless or where does it eventually find its its kind of end spot? But it also seems like, I mean, they got Qua in there to go ahead and be a full-time critic. And, and John, we talked about it beforehand. Why try to get a team of two or three people who maybe listen to podcasts or even diehard podcast listeners in order to become a critic when you can go get the guy, pay him a good good salary, I'm sure, in order to go ahead and do this. But you, you have the audience built in, as you mentioned. You have the authority built in, as, as mentioned. And you you now get a chance to go from zero to 100 on this immediately. Uh, and we've seen it with the acquisitions of companies over the last few years, uh, especially in podcasting. But money's flying around podcasting for sure. And a lot of it seems to be, we just want to buy up what you already have. We don't want to have to build from scratch. Yeah, We're in kind of that phase of this medium right now, uh, where the companies that are doing it well, or Nick Qua, who's doing it well, are, are getting the bucks because, well, you're, you're you're the guy that knows what they're doing. Yeah. And we're seeing that from everybody, not only Vox Media, but your Amazon, your Spotify, your, <laughs> yeah. your, your iHeart. You know, everybody's doing the same thing rather than creating their own. Yeah, absolutely. So again, it makes sense for Vox Media, who owns SB Nation, who owns a, a series of, of online brands. They do very, very well. It makes sense for them to, again, go get the guy and be kind of one of the first out there uh, of these major brands that are going to be embracing podcasts in this way. And again, John, we talked about it beforehand, as podcasts become more of an entertainment medium that you go to, uh, YouTube is is kind of there. It's pushed away from your standard television. And we're probably a few years away from podcasts being that where as a family, we sit down at night and we listen to a podcast. We're probably a few years from that, but it makes sense to jump in on that now. And again, go get the guy that's going to be the the voice on that. It makes a ton of sense there. And All right. So I think this has happened to just about everybody at some point who's had a, a podcast they release on a regular basis or a newsletter or a blog or really any type of creative medium, but podcasts especially. You're staring down the barrel of you have to release something and you have nothing for some reason. There are a bunch of reasons why, but you have nothing and you're panicking. What do you do? Uh, that's kind of something that you should be thinking about. We call it our podcast emergency plan, but John, what are some reasons why people might not have an episode ready when they should have an episode ready? Well, if you if you were listening to our last couple of episodes, we have a couple of great reasons for it. Surgery, vacations, what about illness? especially with COVID floating around again or still or any of the other illnesses you can get. Tech issues. We've run into this before. One of our first episodes, you know, we Squadcast came away from the recording and Squadcast lost our recording. Having no backup recording, what do you do? Guest issues. We've all been there. Last second, guest comes up sick. Guest has to get on an airplane. Now your episode for the day for the week for the whatever your schedule is is gone because your guest is not there so what do you do or sometimes you just forget if you're not on a super regular podcast like daily or weekly if you have like a bi-weekly or a monthly podcast i'm sure there's often times where you get to the point where you're like wait 
am I releasing a, a podcast this week or is it next week? John, we've all had those moments during this pandemic where we go, oh my, it's Thursday? Oh, I thought it was <laughs> Tuesday. Oh no. I should have it released happens. an episode yesterday. Oh, geez. Matt, how do you respond to these problems? I mean, there has to be ways that you can set up in advance in order to not get to the point of not releasing an episode because we know consistency is queen. So if you don't have an episode coming out and your audience is expecting one, that gives them the opportunity to leave and find something to fill that that time slot in their schedule. And it doesn't guarantee that they will be back for the next episode. So that's something that I think we should get into today is how to respond to these problems. You know, what should we look at? What kind of plan should we put together to to make sure that we will always have an episode coming out when we're supposed to? Well, first and foremost, and, and John, we just went through this, as you mentioned, with, you know, some vacations and some illnesses and stuff like that. You got to batch record episodes. You have to have one or two just sitting in a folder somewhere for an emergency, for a rainy day. They don't necessarily have to be your greatest episodes, though you should always try to make them really good. But you should have something sitting around or even being a little bit ahead is going to be massively important for all of these things, regardless of the reason why. Beyond that, making sure you have, for vacations, a good schedule. You should know beforehand that you're going on a vacation. You should not be packing and then going, oh no, I have to do my podcast or trying to take your podcast equipment with you in order to do it on vacation. Uh, or if you do want to do it on vacation, go for it. Make sure you pack your equipment. Illnesses. Again, batch recordings, batch recordings. You're going to hear that so many times it's going to get out of control. Marble is going to not know where to put the start and stop of this. But if some reason you get sick the day you're going to record and it, it's bad, you come down with the flu, something happens, whatever, you can always put out an old recording. However, John, this is also the other caveat with all of this information. Aside from your batch recordings, you should make sure that you tell your audience, whether that be on social, whether that be in the community that you've built, you have to let your audience know, hey, this thing happened, something came up, I'm not able to release a normal episode, we're going to be playing a previous episode that I think is super relevant right now, if you have that type of a podcast. If you're a narrative podcast and you don't have it, well, batch recordings is your main answer. You should have already had your episode done. So kind of what I'm taking from that, Matt, is that to respond to these problems, one, create a schedule so you know what episodes are coming out, when they're coming out. Two, batch record, script out, record several episodes at a time, recordings that aren't, that aren't timely. So if they come out with older news, if you're doing a news podcast, it's not going to, people aren't going to listen to it. You know, a couple months down the road, and be like, "Oh wow, this this stuff happened six months ago," and pinpoint those episodes that are older episodes that did well. That if you really need to, you can go back and say, "Hey, this one was my third most downloaded episode. Let's put that in there because people seem to have enjoyed that." Yeah, we call that evergreen content. It's your content that can be reused or or repromoted that is not time sensitive, like John said. It's not a, uh, a news item that is not going to be relevant if you redo it. It is not a, a piece of advice that, again, is not going to be relevant if you redo it. It's something that is doesn't matter what day of the week, doesn't matter what uh, month out of the year, 
it's going to be relevant content to your audience specifically. Now, there's a couple other things, Matt, that you can do as far as like tech issues. That I mean, you can't always. I mean, you're going to have tech issues if you're in podcasting. You're going to run into tech issues at some point. We've said this probably every episode. What are we on? Forty nine. We've probably said this forty nine times, at least forty nine <laughs> times, if not four hundred ninety times. Have a backup recording, right? That's literally what I'm running right now is a backup recording. If you're not, do it. Exactly. For us, our backup recording is really the Zoom recording. Yeah. If we absolutely need to, we can run the Zoom or whatever remote app you're using. The The recording that we're doing into our audio interfaces, into our computer, that's really our real recording. Double check your equipment beforehand. Matt, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. I do, am I coming across okay? I mean, how, how do I sound? Loud clipping. and clear, John. Perfect. Okay, let's go. Let's hit record. What about your guest issues? Like I said, there's been a couple of times where a guest cancels the day of. Well, if you're not doing a daily podcast, or if you're doing a weekly podcast, but for for example, we record eight days prior to our episode coming out. So if we have a guest scheduled on a Tuesday, and they cancel on that Tuesday, if we can reschedule for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of that same week, why not do that? So just be in contact with that guest and say, okay, sorry, I, I understand you're sick. You had to catch this flight. Well, when can we reschedule to get to sign? And if they're like, well, it's, I'm going on vacation. Sorry, it was last minute. <laughs> well, let's reconnect in two weeks. Then you can go back to your other emergency plans of old episodes or a batched episode or just do a solo episode or, you know, th- there's ways around that. Though I will say, if your guest suddenly goes on vacation, <laughs> I would not book that guest again. <laughs> That's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to follow up with that, John, double check with your guest a day or two before recording. It's so easy to forget, especially, you know, they're doing you a favor by coming on your show in most cases. So double check with them because it's easy to forget. It's easy to not have it in your schedule as we talk about. It's easy to forget. And that double check goes, oh, yeah, I have this thing going on. Can we do it 10 o'clock instead of 11? Absolutely, we can do that. It, it, it allows you to find some of those issues before they become, why didn't you show up to the recording issues? Okay, so we navigate through these issues, Matt. But let's say you have a large team. Say you're an agency or say you are a podcaster that can afford to have a team of writers and and audio engineers and social media marketers and everything like that. Who's responsible for coordinating all this, for getting this emergency plan out? Well, John, if you've hired us, first and foremost, I want to say it's the host's responsibility. Always. Now, there's some caveats to that. But the host is the person that the listeners are there for. Not for the social media marketers, not for the audio engineers, not for the show notes writer or your pre-production or your producer, they're there for you as the host. So it's up to you to ensure that things are done properly the first time around. Now, that being said, is if something happens, let your team know as early as possible. Have a plan with them for this exact reason. So that way you know what's being covered, what isn't being covered, who's supposed to do what, what the plan is if things happen. So that way everyone is moving at the same time because especially last-second cancellations or last-second issues, you want to ensure things are going to be hectic. 
You want to ensure that the things are happening properly, that no one knows beyond your team. So giving them the most amount of time possible ensures them the ability to do that. Sometimes it is going to be same day. Sometimes it is going to be an hour or two beforehand, but it shouldn't be very often. And there should be a plan in place so that way everyone knows what's going to happen. You should never not put out an episode. If you did, something went wrong. Let your team know as early as possible. Make sure you have that emergency plan ahead of time. That's why we're telling you about it. Do it now so it's not a problem when you actually need it. And then it's always on the host to communicate to their audience what's going on and to communicate to their team what is going on so that fixes can be made and that the audience knows what to expect and no one is kind of thrown out of the loop. One last question, Matt. How can the host or the podcast connect with their audience to to let them know, hey, we're having a an older episode coming out or today's podcast, you know, we uh crapped the bed and <laughs> today's podcast we completely forgot uh we will be coming to you tomorrow or next week instead make sure you tune in how can they get that message out you know one of the easiest ways is social media which if you listen to our mastering social media episode from a few weeks ago uh you'll remember that one of the things i mentioned is it's for building community it's for building that brand awareness it's for connecting directly to your audience members the ones that are your biggest supporters the ones that are going to care, that are going to listen, that are going to wonder where that episode is or wonder why it's an old episode. That's the easiest way to do it. That's the way you should be connecting with your audience. If for some reason you really can't have anything out there, your newsletter, your website, your, again, your social media, any of the ways that you currently communicate with your audience are the best ways to let your audience know. But I would not necessarily put out a small episode that says, hey, we screwed up. We didn't put out an episode today. Don't go that way. <laughs> if you really can't do anything uh, and you really can't communicate to your audience, it is what it is, but that's why you should have this plan ahead of time. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> so, Matt, I think this was a great episode with going over the, your podcast emergency plan, something that's definitely important for all podcasters to consider. Again, we went through the news with the Marvel's podcast discovery by artificial intelligence. It's a unique look at discovery. Interesting look. Will it work? We'll see. But it's pretty fascinating, I think. The hot pod acquisition by Vox Media, which is huge for them, gives them a, a bigger built-in audience for the podcasting community and gives them a huge name, Nick Quad, to add to their team. Yeah, I think it's an awesome episode. So as we continue to evolve this podcast, we also have an emergency plan where we've created a schedule going forward here for the next couple of episodes. we got some super interesting content coming out. We're going to dabble with some more of the short form episodes. Uh, we got a really interesting episode 52 to celebrate our year anniversary. Ooh. And then some changes on the horizon as far as the type of content that we will provide here. What do you think, Matt? I think that is... Uh all brilliant, John. And yeah, we're, we're going to be experimenting with some new stuff here and, and uh, looking to make the podcast better and easier to listen to and you know all the fun things that we, we preach on a regular basis. So uh, we hope you stick around. We hope you uh, uh, tell your friends about us. 
uh, your podcast peeps about us. And uh, if you want to hire us, you can go to mypodcastagency.com or email info at qd-up.com or reach out to us on any of our social media channels. And we'll be happy to help you start your show, promote your show, make your show sound better, anything that uh, you need to have done to your podcast or audiobook, we can go ahead and help you out with. So thanks for rocking with us for almost a solid year now. And uh, let's keep on going. Let's do it, man. That's all for today's podcast news, tips, and tricks. You can find us at mypodcastagency.com or on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at QDUP Audio. Make sure to share us with your podcast friends and follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks for podcasting with us, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday.